Welcome to the Rare Find Voices podcast. My name is Robin Koenig and I'm the CEO and founder of Rare Find. I'm a self-improvement junkie, certified professional coach, podcast host, and public speaker. And I'm a wife and mom of four teenagers. I'm an expert at helping people use their gifts to take intentional action and get intentional results. How do I do this? By helping you realize your gifts and use them as your superpowers. I love challenging people to think differently, see things differently, and then do things differently to create powerful change in their life. Each week I'll share my voice or bring forward another rare fine voice to help you uncover your gifts, step into that power, and allow your brilliance to shine through. Believe me, I know how it feels to struggle with feeling good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, and deal with major life transitions such as getting married, getting divorced, changing jobs, or having kids. This podcast is for you if you want to be more confident in your own skin, transform your mindset, and get out of your own way. If you're ready to show the world your greatest gifts, then keep listening because you are a rare find. So let's get started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rare Find Voices. I'm super excited. I have another amazing guest. Her name is Carrie Fair, and she is the founder of Stated, which is a marketing consulting firm partnering with small and medium-sized brands to create smarter, insightful, and compelling outreach at every stage of the funnel. Inspired by two entrepreneurial parents and governed by efficiency and efficacy, she was attracted to the rules of supply and demand and the challenges of everyday business. She has a degree in economics, an MBA, and went on to consult locally in San Diego before joining the team at HP. She worked across elements of global integrated marketing before heading up both marketing and education at Nordic Naturals. In the years since, she has grown her own sole proprietorship, focusing on assisting emerging and national brands to find their purpose and state it clearly and simply every day. Welcome to the show, Carrie. <laughs> Thanks so much, Robin. <laughs> I love your bio because it just literally challenged me to be very, um, to enunciate and to not mess up. I did pretty good on that. You did amazing, a lot better than I can. <laughs> it's usually where I screw things up. So, you know, but that's just, <laughs> that's just how it goes on my show. But no, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. First of all, you're such a fun and upbeat personality. We get along really well. We've known each other for a little while. And, um, but I really, I love the kind of work that you're doing. And especially now, we just recently were on a call together and we were chatting about marketing and COVID and all this stuff. And I, and I always say, man, I should have just recorded that phone call because it was so good. And I knew I just had to have you on the show to talk about that good stuff. Well, I am honored to be back. And I know if only we could go back and replay some of the things that uh, we've done in the world, it would be a lot easier than having to replicate it a second time. But I, I love that we dove into some you know, things that you're seeing and the challenges that you see on your side of the business and how COVID has, you know, brought about some new opportunities and the positivity you brought to it, because I think it's easy to read the news and just feel like you've had the soul sucked out of you or, you know, what's the point of moving forward or it's all dead ends. And I think, you know, seeing what you've done and creating and how you're helping people and finding those elements, it's just, it's such much, it's so much more of a joyful way to go forward in life. Um, and there, you can always see the, you know, negative. And I think some of it's good to be rational about, but it's so nice that you're building out of this. Oh, well, I love optimism and I appreciate, you know, fresh perspectives too. And it's not always easy. 
Um, but before we jump into like super juicy stuff, let's, I want people to kind of hear a little bit more about your background. Cause obviously, you know, I read a little bit about your work experience and, you know, you had obviously some amazing influences from your parents growing up. So can you just kind of tell us a little bit about your background that got you to where you are today, like in your own words? Sure. And I thought about this, not just because it was Mother's Day, but because I think I've literally fallen at everything my father's predicted I would do in life. And, um, you know, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. My father had a background in engineering and finance and was in Silicon Valley kind of when, when it was hot and interesting um, and then left to run his own business. And my mother has had a background in culinary um, arts and created her own catering business and she's British and so she does high teas and um, they both did that growing up and just so self-sufficient um, really that mentality that you you know you to be able to manage something you need to have done it yourself right and I think as children my sister and I hated that because <laughs> you couldn't get out of anything right but it's such an amazing skill right from changing your own oil to being able to, you know, build a website to, you know, being able to tackle things. And, um, you know, to this day, both my parents, you know, they do, you know, they're into their 70s, and they do everything for themselves, and they figure it out and really understand, you know, the cost that goes into it, the margins and the benefits. And, you know, sometimes we as entrepreneurs can take that a little too far, but you're so much savvier, and it's so much easier to navigate once you've kind of been in the, been in the weeds. And so that. Um, left quite an impression and um, my sister always knew what she wanted to be. She wanted to be a, a veterinarian and went the zoo vet route and I think we've always been so envious that she had this very specific vision. Um, whereas I'm more of a jack of all trades and I love different projects and I love the kind of let's get it right and let's understand the analysis but then coupling that with something artistic and fun. Um, so that really kind of led to business as well as the marketing side because, um, you know, let's see, so marketing really is just creating a product or service and putting it in front of the world in a way that makes sense. Um, and it's, 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 you know, you can do it with any product and we do it with any product. Anything you probably own in your house has been marketed to you in some way or another. Um, and so that has, that was great. And, you know, I saw it through small businesses and then with, you know, eight years at HP, which was really interesting to see and being able to have the budgets to, you know, do incredible things and partner with, you know, the best and the brightest out there. And, you know, up, you know, when Twitter first came out, we get to sit down with them and walk into their offices, understand, right? So it's, it's kind of fascinating. Um, but then you take that and you apply it to a smaller brand. And you don't have the same money, but you might have the same ideas. And you think about how you can, you know, on a shoestring budget, do a lot. So um, that's a long, very long-winded way of saying that um, I think I still really like the challenge of different industries. I like the overlap. I like to think that, like, the automotive sector can influence natural products, um, which sounds public. People are cringing. But there are just things that you can learn across all different areas. And yeah, it's just, it keeps it exciting. I love that. It's so funny because like as you're talking, I'm thinking about like these unique parallels that we have, not necessarily from like my upbringing. My parents had no experience whatsoever in being an entrepreneur or running their own businesses or anything. So it was always a challenge for them to kind of understand a little bit about what I'm, what I do. 
Um, not that they weren't supportive because they always were, but they didn't understand it. So it was kind of like, I don't really know what that is, but we support you and you'll be great. You know, like they were always there for that. But also I really, um, appreciate the fact that you did go through a journey of, you know, working in the corporate environment, you know, working for, you know, maybe a smaller, more local company, and then taking, you know, taking all of those things that you knew you're really good at. You're good at data. You're good at, you know, again, using the creative side of your brain, the brain to say, how do I bring this to life in a way that has a different perspective, maybe than the person that built it, right? The product or the service. Um, and also really seeing possibilities. And you took all of those things and started your own business. I'm sure I'd love to hear kind of why, right? Why you do what you do. <laughs> but, um, but similarly for me, you know, I mean, I've, I've been down that path of working in the corporate world, running a nonprofit and being an entrepreneur and obviously, you know, loving what I do now so much because I get that flexibility and freedom. But I just, it's, it's so cool to hear you talk about it, different paths, but similar things that we've, you know, kind of experienced um and so i think that's that's so awesome and you use the best words by the way because i love words <laughs> <laughs> like throwing out efficacy and savvy and you know just i love that it just i that's probably why we get along so well we'll, we'll start playing words with friends next oh gosh <laughs> i'm sure my family will love that i'll be like oh i'm sorry i can't make dinner tonight i'm busy i'm playing words, no. words with friends <laughs> gotta get my 50 point score in right <laughs> gosh, I love you. um okay so let's go back to okay so now you've got you've got your your business right stated tell me what kind of inspired you to go off on your own you know having a career with hp with nordic naturals like what took you then to starting your business it's a great question i mean i think there's this fear in life of stagnation right i think for creatives and others that like you want to keep moving forward and there's certain things that you you know just itching my mom describes it like itchy feet right in <laughs> this idea that like you just you kind of want to see something else and once you've obtained what you can where you've been you know you want to keep moving forward and sometimes that can be at the same company and sometimes it's good to go out on your own and um i go back to and i think it's samuel pink and his principles but it's you know mastery autonomy and purpose of what people are looking for and um you know a lot of times when you work for someone else if, if you can find a great fit it's it's great um, if you are maybe looking for things and you want to have control over what you're doing or, you know, the a deeper meaning, um, you know, sometimes running your own thing allows you to create it and you are the ultimately the one who's responsible. But specifically, I was looking for three things. And one was, you know, finding products and things I really care about intrinsically. Right. And it's, you know, yes, anyone, as I said, you can market any product um, and a, you know, plastic thinking of Bobber may be great, but, you know, wanting to work on stuff that has meaning. And for me, sometimes that's tangible things too. Um, it just, you know, there's a nice thing on the B2B side. There's also a nice thing on the B2C. It's just finding that mix. Um, the second was really wanting to connect with, you know, brilliant brains. Um, you know, just that kind of quest and that hungriness to be able to learn more to be the dumbest person in the room and just have that opportunity opportunity to absorb from everyone else um, and really and learn from masters and you said this in our conversation the other day too about wanting to find people that are 
experts in the field, right? Like, yes, I think you and I and often sole entrepreneurs will wear many hats, but we aren't necessarily the best at all of those. And having that chance to connect with people that are so deep rooted in it, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, it's enriching, it's, it's those kind of things where it's learning moments um, and not wanting to lose those. And then the last um, the thing you've kind of really to, you know, kind of come out at this, like, did I add something positive in the world after all this? Um, so that was kind of, you know, in those three things, and not to say I haven't had them in previous jobs, but it's on that quest of always wanting to do that and thinking that the best way I can control that, um, being a little bit of a risk adverse person. Um, and, I'll, you know, just wanting that is to create my own thing. And that has given me the opportunity to work with a lot of past colleagues that I've absolutely loved um, who started their own businesses on products that I've, you know, wanted to go and, you know, gone out and like sought that. Um, and then just being able to dip my toes across different sectors has been super fun. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because you said, you know, being kind of risk averse, but it's, but it, but at the same time, knowing that what you wanted to do was more powerful than the fear of it not working or it being quote risky. And so still believing in that and doing it, it's okay to fear that a little bit, but if it's stopping you and you decided not to do it, then, you know, at what point would you say, man, I really wish I would have done that, you know, like, like letting fear get in the way. And so it's like recognizing that that's kind of who you are and how you take those cautious steps. But at the same time, you're still powerfully stepping into what it is that you desire. You're still doing it because you know that the value is there, that the purpose is there. Like you said, you know, the, the ability to be autonomous, like everything that you want is there. And now it's up to you to do it, to create it. And it that's, is. that's so it, cool. But I mean, I would say for you, you on your shows, you talk a lot about change and how one gets over that. Right. And I think you do a lot of coaching on that element. And I, I mean, I'll be honest, it, it's, <laughs> I've always hated change. I've always loved tradition because it allows you to have a, a repeated part, you know, steps and, you know, there's a joy, there's a familial element, there's a homey side to that, right. That we, you know, you, you stick to. Um, and, and so I think in personal life, I do try and control things, but in business it, it is, you're right. You're taking, you're taking sizable risks and knowledgeable risks and trying to limit what you can. Um, and I think make the best decision in the moment. But I mean, COVID couldn't be a better example of you don't know what you want to do and, you know, wanting to revert back is, you know, not even the you know, an option, right, to hold in that tank. So, you know, change, change is coming with you. And so you can either fight it or embrace it. Totally. And so I want to jump into that. And I, but I'm going to come back to something you said about wearing the many hats. So remind me because I might forget. <laughs> um, but that was a really cool thing that you were talking about. But marketing in COVID and how you said it already, there's no going back. There's no going back to what, you know, what used to be. And from a coaching perspective, like that's always my way of working with people. The process is to move people forward. And we don't spend a lot of time in the past because that is what it's like an anchor. It can really hold you down and hold you back. And so what I've 
what I've found lately in talking with small businesses and different people is that, yes, there's a part of them that does want to kind of like, you know, some of the things that they really liked, they, they don't want to lose them, right? There's a grieving process in a way of like, that no longer exists in the same way. And so instead of saying like new normal for me, I'm saying new optimal because there's, you know, normal is a judgment, you know, is that normal and whatever, but optimal is what you want. Optimal is the idea that it can be better. First of all, believing that it can be, and then saying I'm willing to do something different because I want to move forward. I don't want to be stuck here anymore. Like you said, avoiding stagnancy and whatever. And so as a business owner, or as you're talking with other businesses now in this whole new optimal world, what are some of the things that you're noticing about either their approach or fear of marketing or ideas that you've been kind of putting out there? Like I want to jump into marketing now in COVID and past COVID. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you're right. We can look backwards as long as we want, but um, I'm not sure how much we've learned even from the Spanish flu about COVID. So it's probably best we look forward. Um, but I love that you're using the word new optimal because that to me goes to optimization and iteration. And what I chat a lot about with clients is piloting, right? Okay, we don't know if this is going to work. Of, that's fine, but let's play with you know, the right amount of money and let's look at a little threshold analysis to make sure we're not just throwing things, you know, uh, without, you know, without kind of reason. But I, I love this idea of pilot because I feel like it's that kind of safe way of taking something I don't know and trying something new. So for example, um, if you've always done Google AdWords and that's been your bread and butter, but you know, people aren't buying the same items in the same way and nor do people want to see the same messaging and sales feel you know, overly heavy sales has felt a little crass recently um, or even inappropriate or not able to deliver on your end because, you know, your, your factory shut down or your shipping has been. Um, but I think it's about looking at things. So if I'm going for Google AdWords, maybe it's about the email communication you have with your folks. Maybe it's about having um, a Facebook Live and it's a dialogue. Um, you know, it's kind of changing it up and looking at some different things within reason. Um, and the best way it can say to look at that is to really look at your customer journey. And, you know, from beginning to end, and a lot of you are familiar with customer journey, and it's, if you could see my hand movements, you know, it's this big dragon, and it kind of goes up and down with a ridge back, and you're, you kind of start at one end, but you really think about where you want to take that customer along this journey, right? I don't know about the product at all, so I'm learning a little bit, and I've got some education, and then I'm kind of getting a tipping point and conversion. And then what happens do I, you know, how do I keep you? But there's so many different touch points and channels in every day, right? We're opening new things and, you know, things come in and out. Direct mail was, you know, a, you know, God forbid anyone get anything in the mail, but now it's kind of exciting, right? Like, what am I going to do when the mailman goes past now, right? He's almost as great as the um, ice cream truck. <laughs> and, and there's just, there's different things. So I love that, like, Marketing has no limited set, right? You can try different things. And if one's not working, let's think about something else and not hastily, just within, within reason and looking at different data that's out there to support it. But for pretty low budgets, you can do some cool things. So as I said, like there's digital ads, there are um, 
I ran into a fellow who runs media for the local TV uh, stations the other day. And, you know, TV ads haven't never been cheaper. They're giving a lot of them away for free at the moment. Um, you also have the chance to change your media buy. So say you bought a radio spot. Um, one of the biggest sins I think right now is to have an ad out there or something on your webpage that's out of date and doesn't reflect COVID. Mm. Um, I think it's actually, a, honestly, I find <laughs> it's probably one of the, like, those things that just makes your blood rise. But you, you look at a site and you expect them to say, hey, I've got different hours or, you know, let me know what you're doing. But to run an ad and say, you know, come to our, you know, floor showroom and buy your carpet and you think to yourself, well, you're not even open. Yeah. It creates this mistrust. So your, your question, which I've now taken in, I don't know, 30 different directions, is that I think you just have to be ace savvy of where your customers are um, and really smart with your messaging and the proper communication at the proper time. It doesn't mean you can't sell. It just means you need to be aware um, and then thinking about that you're not locked into, you know, what you've done in the past, that there, there's, it's worth exploring. It's definitely worth talking to other people in the industry and hearing what they're doing. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier on our, another call that, you know, there's great resources out there. If you look at, you know, the, the county's website, the SBA's website, there's different people doing some really neat things. And that can be from how they're getting their money to how they're spending it to free deals. You know, Facebook and other have some actually some incredible grants right now. So, you know, just for the asking, there's a chance to kind of explore different marketing channels for a reasonable sum or even maybe no sum if it's an organic buy and or that might be contradictory, an organic placement um, or a small buy. <laughs> Yeah. And I think what I hear you saying is, and you actually said it earlier, it's like, there's no, there is no limited set. And so it's so interesting right now because what I have found with a lot of the people that I'm speaking with that really do want to affect change is that they're just opening up their minds and ideas to what, what might be possible. And like you were saying, you know, maybe with a little element of pragmatism, that's a good word. Perfect word. <laughs> Um, 30 points at least. Yes. Um, but that you're not going to know until you try it and to be reasonable and realistic about what that might look like. And then also measure, you know, like it, I, I have all the utmost faith in people trying things and like, you know, throwing spaghetti to see what sticks, but also you gotta see why did it stick? How long did it stick? What did it stick to? And, you know, and so <laughs> that measurement piece is really critical right now because it will help guide some of your informed decisions or informed risks to what could be next. And the idea that a spirit of curiosity without fear, without judgment, if it didn't work, don't freak out, you know, don't, and, and, and try not to look at like blame or whatever. Like there's just so many emotional, you know, things, triggers going on right now that if you're able to finally look up from you know, what maybe your day to day before was so busy and you never really got the chance to explore. Well, now is probably the time to do that, right? We've got this pause. We've got this opportunity for many businesses, not all businesses, but many businesses to say, now that I can look up from the craziness, what do I want to do differently? Like really sit and think about it and throw it against, you know, maybe somebody else put those ideas out there and see what comes back. And then be open to the possibility 
and trying it on and being curious. And you and I talked about this the other day. You said kind of like, um, what do you say? Something about the hypo, oh, to be curious and to be like in a hypothesis mode, like the what ifs. That's, that's so awesome, right? And I mean, somebody approached you as, you know, an ideal client to say, hey, I really want to try some things out. And they were in this like hypothesis mode. Like, would that, would that do pretty well in aligning with how you could work with somebody? I love it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I love it because I said it, but I'm saying, I, I think it's that mentality, right? Because um, as you said, you fulfill your own expectations, right? If you're sure it's going to work, I think you work harder to, to make it work and most, you know, the can do attitude versus, you know, the shutting down, you know, if you go to a party and you're already in a bad mood, probably going to have a bad time. Right. And I think it's the same thing for investigating new avenues or new relationships and that you do have to be somewhat open and, um, why, or why else approach anyone else, right? Go, go and do what you're going to do. If you're going to ask me if it should wear blue or green and you, and I say blue and you go with green, like you're totally welcome to, but generally that doesn't foster a lot of rapport or worth your spend. So I do, I think because this is not written and actually life is not written, right? Anyone who tells you there's a manuscript is, um, well, I'd love to see it, but um, it's, it's that possibilities. And as you're saying right now, like we don't know. So if I'm in a questioning hypothesis mode, then I can think, aha, there could be multiple outcomes, right? Let me test different scenarios. And I think that's so smart. Um, and I think that, you know, as the world does change, if you looked anything and it, socials are super, super great one to look at because there has been a lot of thoughts and new, you know, influencers have gotten so big and you can't avoid reading them. And you think, huh, like maybe I should be an influencer. I can make, you know, a hundred million a day with one post. Um, but, you know, things are kind of to turn back and now every person at home can be an influencer. Um, but what I love and what I've been thinking about this last year is that you know, social media is so big and we've gotten into this like mechanism where I've, okay, I've got to have my 30 posts here and I need to scope it out and I need to put on buffer to have it scheduled to do these things. And then I've got to do my, you know, my community management and I've gotten in such a thing that my head is so down as you're saying that now there weren't a time where like, Hey, like just having this content on a schedule is, is not actually appropriate, appropriate in a lot of cases. I do think it's that chance to say you can choose exactly what way you want to go and giving yourself permission that the rules of the road, granted common sense should still be what's, you know, driving the car, but those are changing a little bit and it's okay to deviate. Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say, you know, give up the basics and the, the good, the good hygiene that comes with a website, a way to contact you, good communications. But I think, you know, changing the shape of the vehicle is okay. And, um, you know, no, no one else can tell you if your business is, you know, if, if, if you're going to see it or not, I think you get to choose that. And I think you get to choose the parts and the areas you want to play. And if you don't want to have 30 different social media channels, then don't, right? You're, if, you're, if you're smart enough and your customers are given the appropriate information, they're going to find you and you're going to direct them to the right place, but you, you can play where you want. And I, I, I take social media to be the larger element that we are, we are just little people and we can't do everything. So do certain parts well and choose which parts you want to do.
Totally. And I love that advice too, only because it speaks to the fact that there's a lot of comparison. Like the comparison game is so rough when it comes to businesses and especially on social media. I mean, even personally, right? Like how many people oh, are yeah. and like comparing what their life looks like online compared to other people. And then, so it kind of, it can create some like insanity around what should I be doing, right? Shooting on yourself, saying I have to do this, whatever, and not really being thoughtful around, well, what is right for my business right now? Or what could be right for it a month from now? And I really appreciate that you said, like you kind of really need to be in the moment at this point in time and say, how am I speaking to my customers and my clients that, you know, maybe they're not in your shop right now, but they need you. They're still there. They're still listening and they are they're supporting you. Like they are your biggest fans. They really are cheering for you to come back. And so believing in that, and I know it's really, really hard when you're looking at, you know, your financial statements, but to have that idea in mind and say, okay, well, what now could this look like? And what do I want it to look like? And playing with that. I want to jump back to what we were talking about. Cause you mentioned it a little bit about how, like, as a business owner, you start to pile all the things on. Right. And especially now where, you know, maybe you've had to go through layoffs, you've, you know, you've gone through a lot of streamlining in your business and you had to say, where can I cut some things down? And all of a sudden it's like, you're back to when you started and you're wearing every single hat that it took you maybe five years, 10 years, you know, to take off and hire somebody out or not do it anymore. And all of a sudden it kind of came flooding back. And I've heard that from other people right now to say like, they're feeling very stressed out as a business owner, because they're wearing all these hats again. And the belief that if they don't, it'll like make them look bad. And, and, and that maybe sounds a little, you know, out there, but I've heard that. And what it makes me kind of think of is this whole idea just around business ownership that it's okay to say that's maybe not my expertise or it's not something I actually want to do, right? My time can be spent here better and so when I start to work with a business client, a small business client, we kind of go through this process with the level six transformation process where we're looking at each segment of their business and many business owners want to go straight to marketing because that's where they feel maybe more excited around the idea of possibilities. But I always tell them that's last, like we will get there kind of like hold on for a little while, but developing the brand developing their, you know, financial strategy, developing their um, strategic plan. Like we've got all these pieces of the puzzle and you were talking about customer journey and really encouraging people to say like, you do need to understand who you're talking to, who your ideal client is, get that down pat, get all your systems in place. What's your direction. And then when you get to that marketing, it's going to be so much more powerful. So I'm curious for your thoughts as it pertains to, you know, again, clients may be coming at you really enthusiastic around marketing, but maybe don't having the rest of their business structure in place. How do you handle that? It's, it, I think it happens all the time. And I, I, I'm, I'm flat not because it's coming to me, but because marketing is just fun. And I, I hear you. It's like, the, like, let's play on that where rather than, you know, hooking up the back of your cloud server, right? Like there's some things <laughs> that just, or maybe sweeping the floors. Um, but I, I do like the idea of a spring cleaning that you're kind of coming back in in this time. And there, a friend who's a local business owner had to shut down both of her shops. And, you know, in doing so, I really respect she's taken this time. And I mean, 
it's hard. She did exactly what you said. She has built up this business. She laid off all of her people. And um, she just sent a note yesterday saying like, hey, like I put up some new decals in the store and you know, just the store looks beautiful from the inside, but she's taking this time to write her manuals. She has this dream of franchising down the line. Yes. And it just made me think how smart is that, right? Like you do need manuals right now because to reopen, you're gonna have to have that. But the longer term is document your processes, clean them up, figure out where there is some efficiency there figure out where there isn't. And, you know, yes, you don't need to do all those things, but if you know, and you're not the expert, say in, uh, you're not the CEO or you didn't want to do the finance side, but if you know your goals of what you want to get, you've, you've seen the margins over time of what you can, you can write those down as objectives. And when you can rehire people, they can help you fill in those gaps, but you're going to have such a clear vision. And I relate this to clients who do, they want, most of the time I hear, you know, I want a website tomorrow. I want a brochure. I need my one pager. And so you do go back to those questions you were asking of, okay, well, what's your strategic vision? Like, you know, your, your brand strategy, what's your mission, your vision, your values. And if you know those and the clients who know those and can articulate it, oh my God, the rest is easy. You know, the rest is the fun part because I can take that, those words, I can take, you know, the image you have in your mind and the customer and build it out. But without it, we go through so many more iterations. That website becomes pages and pages long. Um, you know, it's got one look because you're trying to solve, you know, the thing for your grandma down the street and the other is for the five-year-old kid. And it might, maybe those are your target audience, but maybe you haven't done enough research to say, actually, you know, it's a 65-year-old tennis player I should be going after. Um, so I do, I do think doing your homework, doing cleanup, regardless of how long you've been in business, there's always something you can do by, you know, looking back, cleaning up and, and yes, it's not fun to lay people off and by all means, it's not what advocating, but taking the time to, I mean, who else gets a break to actually like stop and think. Right, right. And pour into those areas where there's a gap. And I, and my, one of my favorite sayings right now, I say it a million times, like there's growth in the gaps. And so being able to fill that. And um, I was just talking with somebody recently, we were doing a business evaluation and we do it based on kind of this model of understanding like business, business maturity in all of these different segments. And so like from a one to a five and, and it's not that you're like, it's not like the emotional maturity. It's like, you know, do you have things in place that are going to get your business to be su stable and then eventually sustainable and then down the road scalable so that you can do whatever you want with it. And I look at it as like a layer cake, right? You might have like, maybe your five is done under processes, right? So there's like operations and, and um, you know, people in operations, use that as an example. Maybe you're like, I have my org chart and I know exactly how I'm gonna hire and fire people but there's no job description. There's no like understanding of a, you know, what the job description is. So there's no accountability. And so you've got these three layers in the middle that are empty. What's going to happen to that layer cake? It's going to crumble. Right. And I just love food. So I talk about food and it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. And what kind, what kind of cake is this again? It's red velvet. <laughs> okay. It's actually red velvet okay. um, with a cream cheese frosting. <laughs> and so, um, but it's a great example of how like you could have great marketing. And I love marketing. I spent many, many, many years in marketing. And, um, 
at the same time, when you get those people, well, if you don't know how you're going to guide them through the customer experience, you don't know what kind of conversation you're going to have to bring them through the, you know, the experience of working with you. And you don't have the people in place to do that with you in a way that is they're being held accountable to then meet the financial goals that you have in mind based on your strategic plan. Like, hello, connect the dots. It does come back on you and it just creates more stress. And I kind of look at it as it slows down the ship. It really slows you down because if marketing is that like, you know, it's that rocket fuel, it's that, you know, the, what, what's it called? Like in a car, when you put a burst on, what nah. the, <laughs> nice. I, I think that's what the fast and furious taught me. <laughs> your turbo something. Your <laughs> I it, like put it in my brain and you pushed a button. Yeah, that's not real, but it's like, it, powerfully propels you forward. That's what marketing can do if you allow it and you do get those other things kind of cleaned up. And I'm not trying to, you know, like shame anybody being like, oh, you don't have your stuff put together. It's just more of like looking at it realistically now in this time to say, well, do I? Like ask yourself the question, do I have that in place? And am I being efficient? Am I using everything as powerfully as possible? Because by the way, you want to spend less time at work. You want to spend more time doing the things that you love to do, you know, family and kids and dogs and fun things and travel. Like that's what, that's why I became a business owner. Truth be told, because I want to do more of the things that I love to do on my own terms. And so, you know, maybe that's, that's you as well, you know, autonomy and purpose. And, but like, that's the opportunity. And that's what I'm trying to kind of share in this conversation and also give some ideas around what could they do differently. And by working with an expert in marketing like yourself, how could that really help them by working with a small business coach? How could that help them? And I don't have the answer. It's not a magic crystal wall, but exploration curiosity could open up some fresh ideas, right? What's, what's the best that could happen is kind of what I think. I love that. Do you think that you, do you have a set when you, you know, start to work with someone that, is it a set of questions or where do you begin when you're trying to open up this kind of mindset or, you know, I'm coming to you and I say, Hey, like I'm at this point with my business and you know, what, what first steps do you go through? Um, it's, it's kind of like, first is just connection. Right. And I think that that's right now also so important is to help people understand that there are people out there that just want to hear them and listen and are willing to do that and just start a conversation and connection. Cause you never know. I have clients now that are people that I've known for years, you know, a long time. And so those relationships are really important. So that's kind of the first thing, just develop a connection with somebody. And then after that, it's, yeah, it's a conversation around, well, let's really explore what's going on with your business. And it's, you know, it's a kind of a, a more formal evaluation that I get to do with them. And we look at all those different segments of their business, but there's, it's a lot of questions, but it's more kind of like understanding of where they're at, right? Because again, you're, you're somewhere, you're somewhere on the map and it's not a bad thing. It's just, is it where you want to be? And I, and I do look at it as like, if that's where you are and that's working for you, I'm not here to tell you it's wrong. I'm not here to tell you to change it. I'm just here to say, is this working for you? Does this align with what you want? And if not, do you want help with that? And make an invitation to say, okay, well then let's talk about what that could look like. And if it's not me, totally okay. Can I help find somebody that would be a good person for you, right? And if it's marketing expertise and everything else is golden, fabulous, great. 
I'm going to refer them to you, Carrie, and be like, you know, give a call. But that's because I don't want to always feel like I'm the person. Like, go back to that idea of wearing all the hats. I'm not going to wear all the hats to serve the needs of every single client that I work with. And I'm extremely upfront about that. Um, and I just think that that's important for people to know and also feel like they don't have to either. That's one of my gifts, I would say, when I talk about like understanding your gifts and using them powerfully is I do know what I'm good at and where I can guide people. And it may not be always like, I'm always going to be there to help them, but it may not be me as the expert person, you know, navigating that part of their journey. That's just, you know, I don't know. That's just how I go. <laughs> no, but that's, you seem, you're saying a lot of interesting things in there, but one that it, it's got a sticky factor right now is that I feel like, yes, you are very clear on what you do well and have that and are so, I, I don't know if, you know, it's insightful and just self-aware, but I'm, I've heard a couple of clients say, and I'm wondering if you're hearing this too from folks is that as people realize more at this time of what they want personally, that that may not be aligning with the business they're in. Um, and I feel like when I get questions about how to help folks in reviewing their business, it's this mixture of what the business and the, you know, the facts and the PNL is saying versus where their heart is or their, those things are so intermingled that I guess for a couple of clients, I struggle to figure out, you know, where to go because one is a help of like person to person and one is a business therapy and not that those two don't intermix. But I don't know if you're getting clients who are coming to that too and thinking, hey, like either my business is or isn't really in that space that aligns with me internally or my goals of you know spending more time with you know, family over work. Um, but I, I do feel like there's more been more reflection and more of those questions versus the just get my business running. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I don't have necessarily a great answer. I guess what I'm what I'm thinking about, <laughs> it brings to mind is um I was listening to something most recently about how like it was about like neurological patterns in your brain and stuff and how um, I think it was like how being bored, it, there was a Ted talk. That's what it was. And it was talking about how being bored really helps people understand like new purpose or brings forward new ideas because you're allowing your brain to kind of like relax, which opens up the neurological activity. And I'm not a scientist, nor do I pretend to be one, but it was interesting because it's kind of just goes back to like when I get most inspired or have my like kind of bigger ideas, it's always when I am either trying to go to sleep, right? Cause I'm like finally relaxing, um, in the shower or driving usually like by myself. I don't have, you know, car full kids. Um, and that's because you're just like, you're allowing your brain to kind of relax and it literally does open up pathways to creativity. And I should have somebody on the show to talk about this at some point, but, um, but back to what you were saying is like, it may be that you're finally allowing yourself to think about that idea and it might be scary and it might be something that you didn't, that maybe you were even suppressing. You're like, nope, mm -mm, not even going to think about that. And it is super scary. And it's the, you know, one of the things that I always recommend is like to, to get it out somewhere, whether it be journaling, whether it be, you know, kind of writing it down, like what could that new vision look like without the fear of it being like, Oh my God, that's not what I want. Like just kind of put it out there. And then maybe having, you know, the conversation with somebody else, if you have a person in your life that you trust, that is not judgmental, that is not going to try and like, you know, be biased in their opinion, just to kind of, again, put it out there and see what happens because we get caught up in our own brains. We get caught up in our own fear. 
we've already decided in our head if it's something we think is going to work or if we think is going to um, harm us and we'll put ourselves into that protection mode mm. and say, no, I'm not going to do that because really it's just a decision out of fear. It's not a conscious based decision. So maybe talking about it with somebody that you do trust or say, I just want to put this out here. It keeps coming up. I don't know what to do with it. And I'm kind of freaked out. What do you think? And, and then just kind of like, I like envision putting it on a table and like looking at it, right. Trying to separate a little bit from it because it is such an emotional thing. It's your business. It's your baby, you know? Um, and that's not to say I have worked with clients that have decided to change direction. You know, I had one client completely change their entire career and walk away from a business that they own to do something else. And it was the best decision she ever made, but she just didn't know how to do it. And it was kind of like in her brain, she had already written the story of what that could look like or what it would look like if she walked away. And it was, it was like the worst possible scenario. And we were able to shape it in a way that she was like, this serves me best. If I do it this way, now I feel like it can now get me to what I want. But she didn't know that because she was just stuck in her brain about it and it was freaking her out. So that's kind of, I don't even know what the original question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. In fact, it was kind of trying to figure out where, where your heart and your business lie and how those inter interact because yeah, we've had more, we've had a little bit of a, yeah. an opportunity to reflect. And I, I do think, I mean, you're right, but probably putting it out there and just, like doing the body scan in yoga, right? Like what is it that's like feeling a little off and just accepting it or, or acknowledging it, I guess, is where to start. But I, I like that. I love that. The acknowledgement piece, right? If that's the only thing that you're able to do right now, that's okay. Because at least it's starting the idea, right? Of what it could be just acknowledging that it's coming up for you instead of you know, again, like throwing it away and being like, no, that can't happen, you know? And, and I, you know, our, our thoughts really do guide what we do. You know, I talk about that over and over and over again. And so if it's a thought or a belief, even if it's a negative one, it's still going to progress to a reaction or a response that may not be um, proactive or it may not be um, the conscious action that we want to take or the intentional action that we want to take. Yeah because we're putting ourselves into reaction and the stress-related response. So um, at the end of the day, you know, just instead of hiding behind the fear of what that story could be, start to write it yourself, you know, and reach out. And if social media is making you crazy, block it, <laughs> you know, yeah. remove yourself, right? Like we are all at a place of choice. And I know right now to kind of wrap up this whole COVID thing, like, everybody does feel a sense of out of control because this happened, you know, it was like a flick of a switch, right? Where things changed without a lot of notice, without our necessarily being involved in that decision or that choice necessarily. And everybody felt it in some way, right? Without comparison, everybody has felt it in some way. It's impacted people in general in the world. And so being able to now sit up and be like, okay, well, these are the things I can't change, right? The serenity prayer, have the wisdom to know the difference. And then look and, and put those things over here. They can't change. And if I dwell on it and I freak out and I doubt it, then it's just going to keep me in that space. How can we move forward? In what areas can we move forward? And then actively pursuing that, knowing that we are, 
quote, in this together, but it is an individual process that every single person in every single business has the opportunity to do it for themselves in a different way. And now it's just, okay, well, who's out there to help, right? And that's why I really wanted to, you know, the idea of doing these shows and stuff with my, you know, my awesome guests is like to be able to say, there are people out there, A, a business that's feeling the same as you, and B, they could be a really good resource for you. Start to connect, start to reach out. Even if that's the scariest part for you, I've been on more calls with more people in this last like month than ever before. And I am, I'm a people person, but I really am not a huge like, hey, let's all talk. Like, I kind of just like to do stuff, but, I, <laughs> but I've really enjoyed it. And I've really appreciated a perspective that is not necessarily my own that can be shared and maybe touch somebody in a way that they really needed to hear that today. And that's, you know, another reason why I wanted to have you on there to talk about some of this stuff. We could go on for hours, I'm telling you. It, and I think we could, but I love that you're a connector. I love that you, by doing this and obviously just having the chance to chat with you is lovely. I think it's, it's uplifting and we all need a little bit of that. We need reality plus that, but we need, yeah, we, we need to figure out our place in it all. And as you said, like it's, you know, there before COVID, I you know, I think everyone, you said, well, the classic like line from a parent, right? Is like, well, whatever you did, like, you know, tomorrow's going to be another day and it's going to go on and you will get up and go to school and do these things. Well, everything went out the window. And if, if rules and laws and, you know, possibilities can be rewritten, then, you know, for the smaller things, I think we, we definitely can take some control here and, and have fun with that. Um, you know, with the good, with the, with the bad comes some of the really great things and maybe opportunities to, you know, to approach the world in a different way or reset. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, I think we're going to find some good in this. Definitely. And, you know, I mean, we've seen this before too in history where, you know, when things go, you know, change so drastically, that's where innovation comes from, you know? Yep. And so we're, I know we're going to see more of that. We're already seeing some of it. So that's super exciting. And I'm sure from a marketing perspective, like to be able to, you know, flex your brain muscle a little bit differently when it comes to marketing is so fun. And, and I know that clients just being able to reach out to you and just, you know, throw some stuff out there and have a conversation and, you know, throw some things out on the, on the board just to out of curiosity, like could be really, really beneficial. So I'm definitely going to, encourage people to please reach out to Carrie and her team to just again see what other ideas might pop up and it, you know it could just be that what you needed that day just to light a little bit of a spark to get you to the next thing which right now could just be next week right or next month right we don't maybe don't have a vision for the year but take it a week at a time get something done every day that's going to move you forward a little bit, 1% rule, and then take that to the next week, knowing that you've already gone further ahead than you were the week before. You know, that's the motivation and the inspiration. I want to bring up, um, I always ask my guests to give me their, um, like a mantra quote. And because you are just that bubbly personality, you gave me two. And I love it because it's so, and I, and here's the favorite part, right? You wrote, you wrote it down for me. Of course I can't find it right now here. Cause this is so you, cause you use the words golly. Oh golly, this is hard. And that you have a fruity pun on your chalkboard. I'm just, I'm, I really want everybody cause they can't see you to understand your vibe, which is 
amazing. <laughs> and so you had a, a fuzzy and uplifting one, and then you had your can do, let's get serious one. And so I'm going to read them both. And then I want you to tell me why you like them both. So the first one you said is the can do serious, let's get to work one, which is from Carl Curry from the U.S. Marine Corps. Love it. Um, the key to a successful life is discipline. Okay, so we've got that one. And then the second one, which is the, the fuzzy uplifting, it's from Mary Poppins. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Did I rhyme that good? <laughs> okay, so tell me about those two for you. Sure. Um, I mean, I think this is a split of personality too, right? Of wanting to be reasonable and use facts and do that. And this uh, this 85-year-old gentleman, this uh, Carl Curry from the Marine Corps, has been a, someone I volunteered with for the last six months. And because we haven't been volunteering on Thursdays, we have our weekly catch-up. And he provides me life lessons and has explained his trip across the United States. He's driven across 50 times. Um, and he just celebrated his 65th wedding anniversary. So we were talking about, you know, what, what the success to life is. And he, you know, he said, you know, Carrie, it's all about facts and reality and don't let anything else get in. But then, you know, when I was asking more about how he's, how he's managed to do this and raise the children and stay married. And he just said discipline, right? It's everything you do, whether it's, you know, your budget, whether it's how you treat someone, whether it's getting it done. And, you know, he kind of shakes his head a little bit about, he's now a Californian, um, but about, you know, our, our ethic or our willing to be told anything. And because of, you know, it's Bosloman said, right, you live in Cal Southern California, you get soft, but like, it's just, it's interesting. And it's not something that I love discipline out like routine a lot, you know, it's not the thing. But for good business, you know, it's like hygiene, right? You want to keep these things up. And there's a certain element of it that you see folks who are successful and they're doing, you know, the right thing. And they're doing the stuff that's hard, whether it's fun or not. So that was the, um, let's get down to business. And then the other one was, hey, you know what? This is life. We have one of it. You know, this kind of, because I... I don't know if we're time tiring of we're in this all together, but it's more of the, hey, you know what? It's a job. If you can sing a little bit to it, if we can add color, if we can take something, you know, marketing toilet paper, right? Like it's not something that, well, it's talked about now, but it wasn't talked about before, but you know, Charmin trying to sing about it, right? Like there's, there can be an element of fun in every little thing. I mean, insurance, right? Like who would have thought mayhem or, um, flow would have come to insurance and made it exciting. So that's, that's where those come from. <laughs> those are so awesome. It's so awesome. And again, it's another reason why I absolutely adore you. You're so amazing in your job, but also as a person. And this was, this was so much fun. I'm telling you, we're going to need to do like a series. We'll, we'll have to come back like in a month or so and be like, okay, now where are we at with marketing? And then you definitely have to bring me more quotes because those are so good. <laughs> Robin, it's been such a pleasure. I cannot wait to hear more about your business and all the people that you're helping and hopefully see some profiles of people from when they're starting off with you to midware, um, you know, through some of your, your processes and kind of see where they come out. I'd love to, you know, have some proof points too to kind of talk about doing the rigor up front and not leading to, you know, expediting results at the end too. So 
You're, you're just throwing all the marketing ideas on the table, aren't you? <laughs> In the moment. I love that on the fly. Um, Carrie, can you please tell my listeners how they can find you if they really want, again, throw some stuff out there, look at opportunities to work with you. How can they reach you? Sure. Um, you know, I'm at home every day now. Um, <laughs> but um, my business is Stated Marketing. It's statedmarketing.com. But you can easily find me on LinkedIn. It's Carrie Fair. Um, you know, LinkedIn, I, I love in terms of a social community for business and, and think that it's been a great resource for myself as well as, you know, really connecting with other people in the field and functions. So, um, you know, email me too, uh, but you can find me through the website or LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to go. And yeah, I love to just chat. Awesome. I will make sure I put those into the show notes. And just so everybody knows, it's Carrie with a C and Fair with a P-H-A-I-R. Um, <laughs> so I will go ahead and put that into the notes. And again, thank you so much for spending this time with me. It was so much fun. And to everybody out there, if you've got somebody that maybe could really hear this or they're struggling, they're talking about marketing, they need some resources, whatever it is, please share this episode with them. Subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and with love and laughter, have a great day.